Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Genesis 30, the sons of Jacob. Now when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, she became jealous of her sister. And she said to Jacob, give me children or else I die. Then Jacob's anger burned against Rachel, and he said, Am I in the place of God who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? She said, Here is my maid Bilhah. Go into her that she may bear on my knees, and through her I too may have children. So she gave him her maid Bilhah as a wife, and Jacob went into her. Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son. Then Rachel said, God has vindicated me and has indeed heard my voice and has given me a son. Therefore she named him Dan. Rachel's maid Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. So Rachel said, With mighty wrestlings, I have wrestled with my sister, and I have indeed prevailed. And she named him Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had stopped bearing, she took her maid Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Leah's maid Zilpah bore Jacob a son. Then Leah said, How fortunate. So she named him Gad. Leah's maid Zilpah bore Jacob a second son. Then Leah said, Happy am I, for women will call me happy. So she named him Asher. Now in the days of wheat harvest, Reuben went and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, is it a small matter for you to take my husband? And would you take my son's mandrakes also? So Rachel said, therefore, he may lie with you tonight and return for your son's mandrakes. When Jacob came in from the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him and said, You must come into me, for I have surely hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he lay with her that night. God gave heed to Leah, and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. Then Leah said, God has given me my wages, because I have my maid to my husband. So she named him Issachar. 
Leah conceived again and bore a sixth son to Jacob. Then Leah said, God has endowed me with a good gift. Now my husband will dwell with me because I have borne him six sons. So she named him Zebulun. Afterward, she bore a daughter and named her Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel and God gave heed to her and opened her womb. So she conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. She named him Joseph saying, may the Lord give me another son. Jacob prospers. Now it came about when Rachel had born Joseph that Jacob said to Laban, send me away that I may go to my own place and to my own country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you and let me depart for you yourself know my service, which I have rendered you. But Laban said to him, if now it pleases you, stay with me. I have divined that the Lord has blessed me on your account. He continued, name me your wages and I will give it. But he said to him, you yourself know how I have served you and how your cattle have fared with me. For you had little before I came and it has increased to a multitude. And the Lord has blessed you wherever I turned. Now, when shall I provide for my own household also? So he said, what shall I give you? And Jacob said, you shall not give me anything. If you will do this one thing for me, I will again pasture and keep your flock. Let me pass through your entire flock today, removing from there every speckled and spotted sheep and every black one among the lambs and the spotted and speckled among the goats. And such shall be my wages. So my honesty will answer for me later when you come concerning my wages. Every one that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and black among the lambs, if found with me, will be considered stolen. Laban said, good, let it be according to your word. So he removed on that day the striped and spotted male goats and all the speckled and spotted female goats, every one with white in it and all the black ones among the sheep and gave them into the care of his sons. And he put a distance of three days journey between himself and Jacob and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. Then Jacob took fresh rods of poplar and almond and plane trees and peeled white stripes in them, exposing the white, which was in the rods. He set the rods which he had peeled in front of the flocks in the gutters, even in the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink, and then mated when they came to drink. So the flocks mated by the rods, and the flocks brought forth striped, speckled, and spotted. Jacob separated the lambs and made the flocks face toward the striped and all the black in the flock of Laban. And he put his own herds apart and did not put them with Laban's flock. Moreover, Whenever the stronger of the flock were mating, Jacob would place the rods in the side of the flock in the gutters so that they might mate by the rods. But when the flock was feeble, he did not put them in. So the feebler were Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. So the man became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks and female and male servants and camels and donkeys. Here you can see that Jacob is... Um, just becoming more and more prosperous, more wealthy, which of course is not measured in those days by true um, currency. The currency at the time was was the servants, the family, the land. The uh, if you're a farmer, it was the harvest. If you're a, more of a shepherd or a uh, rancher, it would be the flock and how many animals you have. So with his herd and his flock, you can see it's increasing, but so is his family, so is his servant, so is the number of people that he has direct platform and influence over. That's, that's a level of power, which is a currency. 
So God is continuing to bless Jacob. But here's the thing. Jacob still at this point does not refer to God as his God. He's God, yes, but he's the God of his grandfather and the God of his father. He doesn't take personal ownership of God. He just knows that God is real and God is there. But there's no relationship. He's just doing what as God directs him to do. That That's it. So he doesn't really have that relationship with God yet. And God continues to bless him over and over and over again. So if we take that into today's time and looking and saying that without that relationship, well, without being a follower of Jesus Christ, there's times that we see people being blessed, being blessed without truly following and it's, it's confusing. I know as a child, that was something that really bothered me. I was like, they're not even going to church. Why in the world do they have all these blessings? Well, first of all, it has nothing to do with physically going to church. That's not the key. But still, it, it was confusing to see that people that were obviously living their life outside of um, being a Christ follower, they were being blessed. And for me growing up, I didn't have a relationship yet. I, in the church that I grew up in, I wasn't taught about relationship. I was not taught about a relationship with Jesus Christ and what that really meant. I was taught more by doing good deeds. That was what's going to get you there. Well, those churches still exist today. And that is still being taught today. And it's still false. But for me to see people who are not even having a relationship and still being blessed, it was confusing. And it is confusing. But you don't... God does not only bless those who are in covenant with Him. And the covenant, by the way, is all the covenant that still stands. But God does not only bless people there, God also puts a protection over. Here, here's the thing. Through Jacob, God already had a promise given that through Jacob, through Abraham, through Isaac, through Jacob, that uh, the Savior of the world is going to be born. He already knows that through this line, you're going to have his son born. So, he's putting his protection over the fact that he knows they're called to something much bigger. The enemy wants anything but that. The enemy will try to do everything he possibly can to destroy uh, Jacob's seed. To turn Jacob's seed and descendants. So that maybe what God has ordained won't come true. And of course, he has no power to do that. Now, take that to youth. Let's take it to the youth of this, this world. I know many kids who, 13, 14 years old, they're um, having thoughts of suicide. Why in the world would the enemy want 
some 13 or 14 year old to kill themselves. The reality is that that the enemy can see God's covering over that person, God's calling in their life. The enemy isn't all knowing, but the enemy can see those the path that's laid out before them spiritually. And so if this young teenager, God has a very huge calling on their life. And if the enemy can get them to, because all he wants to do is kill, steal, and destroy. But if the enemy can go ahead and destroy that child's life before they even discover God's calling in their life, then the enemy ultimately believes that he wins. Well, I'll tell you this, um, God's much bigger than that. God is much bigger than that. So if David would have told God no, what would God have done to defeat Goliath? He would have found another David. That's it. But David didn't say no. He realized his calling. He rose in it. And then he tried everything he can to keep David from getting there to do what he did. So now looking at your life, was God blessing you before you turned to him? Is God blessing you now and you haven't accepted Jesus? Well, obviously God has a purpose for every single one of us. And just like God had a purpose for Jacob and all of his sons, God has a purpose for you. And the enemy is going to try to do everything that he can to destroy you before it happens. But God's still there, pouring blessings. We don't recognize the hand that's giving us the blessings. But those blessings are still there and still coming. So start to recognize those blessings. Start to really focus in on the source of those blessings. And don't let the enemy win. Father, thank you for the fact that you saw us before we even knew you. You formed us together with perfect intent. You were intentional in the gifts that you gave us, in the strengths that you gave us, in the abilities, in our passions. You were very intentional every step along the way, and you wove us together just the perfect way that you wanted us to be. Father, I'm sorry when we fall from that calling. I'm sorry when we don't recognize the purpose that you have in our life and we try to make it about us and not about you. But I pray for those who are in that discovery time that they could truly discover what your purpose is for their life, what your calling is over their life. Because I know from my experience that you've given me, Father, I know that, that when I began to live out the purpose and the calling that you have over me, I found nothing but joy. Trouble still came, but joy was much greater. The joy was greater than any circumstance that I could wake up to or or have happen in my life. There's no thing in the world, not one thing that can take the joy away from me that you, you've given to me. And Father, I just pray for those who are currently seeking. That they will find that joy and know what it means to live a life within your design and the truth that you have spoken over them. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to, to spend with your family uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, but again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.